Welcome to the first deal show with your host, Caroline with a K. On this show, we're talking about investors' first investment property. Join me for a trip down memory lane as we hear the good, bad, and ugly of that first deal. your host here, Caroline with a K, and I've got a very special guest, Brock Mogensen, who is a head partner and head underwriter at Smart Asset Capital. And so he's come on today to talk to us a little bit about his first deal in real estate. So welcome, Brock. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure. Um, so tell us just a little bit about what you're currently doing, because I know that you transitioned from you know buying your first deal, which was a duplex, and now you're doing some big other cool stuff. Yeah, so essentially I'm based uh, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin area, and kind of got into this syndication realm, um, which is essentially just going out and creating these massive partnerships to buy larger commercial deals. So, you know, they're they're larger deals, but you're bringing together several partners to go out and buy them. So that's really where I, I kind of pivoted. I started in the residential space and then pivoted over to, to this space. And now solely I'm just doing deals in, in the syndication space. But it's been good. Been been investing for about three years. In that time, I was able to make it my full time full time thing. So it's been it's been awesome. Yeah, that's great. Um, so all my guests have to get hazed. I'm just kidding. We're not <laughs> hazing here. Um, by me before we get started and go into your first deal. So the first question I got for you. This is part of our kiss me segment where I get to know you a little bit better and the audience gets to know you a bit better. Um, what was the first album that you purchased? I believe, and I'm not 100% sure, but I believe it was an Eminem CD from Best Buy. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Which album? Honestly, I, I don't recall exactly which one. I'm pretty, I remember going into Best Buy and buying it, a vivid memory. 90% sure okay. that was the first one, though. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love Eminem. Um, so what was the biggest challenge that held you back from investing in real estate? Having enough cash. I think was the the biggest challenge, right? I mean, you look at you look, especially once you know the market's gone up so much and, and deals get more and more expensive, especially if you're in certain markets where it's insanely expensive, you know. And and you you look at the conventional financing methods, and it's it's a lot of money to put down, right? And how do you build up that capital? So I'd say that was my my biggest limiting belief starting out. Yeah, and I I definitely think that a lot of people listening, it's the biggest challenge because a lot of people think that there aren't other or they don't know that there are other options and ways that uh, you can find financing to get what you want. Mm -hmm. uh, awesome. And what is something new that you learned or did during the pandemic that others might not know about you? Hmm. I think, um, well, not, not necessarily brand new, but I got, got really into golf uh, during the pandemic. I, was, I played before, but I got really into it, joined a place and kind of just golfed a lot and still do. <laughs> Wow. Wait, so you were golfing, but if like during the pandemic, were you just solo golfing or did you have other people? Like how did that uh, with other people? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think golf was one of the lucky sports that really, I mean, it's, it's ideal, it was ideal during COVID, right? Cause you're outside. I mean, you can stay socially distanced. I mean, it was, it was ideal. And like, only the courses ever really closed maybe for a week or two. There was some kind of weird, weird rules they had around it um, with like the pins and stuff, but yeah, it really was an ideal sport uh, to be doing during COVID. I think. <laughs> 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I met someone who was telling me that, you know, golf's a great sport. And I, he said that he studied for a long time, and then he got me on to it. I haven't started playing. I know there's a golf course near me, but I definitely want to improve my golf game. So I have to hit you up for some oh, yeah, tips. It's fun. <laughs> um, awesome. So what is your favorite quote? I would say there's a few different ones. Um, I recently listened to a lot of Tillman for Tito. Um, and one of his quotes is, uh, be the bull in the room. Hence kind of got this bull picture behind me. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, he, he, he runs a whole bunch of restaurants, you know, billionaire guy, but it's, uh, that, that quote stuck with me. So what does that mean? Be the bull in the room? Like my takeaway is, I think he, he talks about a few different definitions of it, but just being, you know, when you're, whatever you're doing, be confident in it, be strong in it you know, always be controlling, you know, the, the atmosphere and kind of what you're working on. Oh, cool. That's the first. I haven't heard that one. Awesome. So with all that being said, let's get into your first deal. So what was it? Where did you, where was it located? How did you finance it? All the good stuff. Yeah. So first deal was this point a little over three years ago, three, four years ago, um, about so I'm about two years out of college, you know, I get out of college, move back to my hometown, move back in with my parents, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm going to, the goal was live here for a year or so, save up enough capital to buy my first duplex. So for some reason that, that was like a, just a goal right off the bat when I got out of college. So did that, saved up, I don't know, maybe it was like 10, 15 grand um, and was able to go out, find a duplex in my hometown, which is Kenosha, Wisconsin. And, uh, we, you know, I went out there and, and used an FHA loan and put three and a half percent down and bought it. I mean, really not knowing much, you know, I, I'd listened to a few podcasts, bigger pockets podcasts. So I was really in the early stages of it. And it, I mean, I just, it was really high level. I didn't, you know, I had, had my, my dad's buddy that was a contractor kind of looked through it with me and, uh, ran some rough numbers and said, okay, mortgage is this taxes, insurance is this, it's bringing in this much money. I'm going to make X. So it was really, you know, kind of back of the napkin sort of first deal. Um, location was awesome. And that was kind of the big selling factor for me because I knew location was important and ultimately ended up being a great deal and still is to this day. But um, looking back at it, I was like, I really, I really didn't know what I was doing. Just kind of went out there and, and bought it. And I think that's a lot of times people overanalyze stuff and it's just, you just got to get started. I mean, that's, I'm glad I did because that projected everything I'm, I'm doing now. So, okay, let's back up a little bit. So you said fresh out of college, you had it in your mind to buy your first property. So where did that motivation or that like fire, like how, why real estate of all the things? Yeah. So ultimately it, it was because, um, I grew up, uh, both my parents, very blue collar jobs and my dad owned two duplexes. He bought two duplexes in his, in his thirties or so and held them and paid them off right you know after whatever 20 30 years was paid them all off and i just saw by simply just owning four units what that can can change in in your lifestyle i mean it allowed for you know being able to buy a boat being able to have a pool i mean just all this extra stuff where i was like wow i mean and and he he would talk to me about it right like yeah just this and kind of show me what what it did and it just made so much sense like okay you know, it, it just, it just clicked like, all right, yeah, you got to like, it never, it's just, you, you got to own some real estate. I mean, that, that was kind of just how I never, never thought it'd get to where it is now. And it'd be my full-time thing. And I'd own, you know, millions of dollars of real estate, but it's at the time it was just simple, as simple as I just need to own a duplex. And that was just my first thought. Never really knew it was going to scale 
past that much. Maybe I thought I'd get a few more after that, but that was really what sold me on, on real estate to start off with just seeing what, you know, an extra couple thousand dollars a month coming in can, can change for your lifestyle. Yeah, no, that's great. You already had the, um, person, you know, like a family member who's doing it and active and talking to you about it. So he's almost as if he was priming you for it. Um, that's really awesome. Okay. So then, you know, you get out of college, you go back home and you're like, all right, I'm going to get my duplex. Is it something that's common in your area? Like, are there a lot of them or, you know, why, why a duplex? Yeah. I mean, not, you know, semi-common, I guess, just, just, just similar to other, other places I would say, but it was, uh, it just, it just seemed like the most feasible. So, I mean, I, I knew I was going to do the, the house hack model then that that's what I ultimately mm-hmm. did. Right. So that's to, to leverage the, the FHA loan, the legal way um, is you have to live in the property for, for a year. Right. And that allows you to put three and a half percent down. And that's, there's no way I was going to have enough money at, at, to put 25% down at that rate. I have to live with my parents for three years and I didn't really want to do that. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I, the FHA loan was like, yeah, that, that's what I'm doing. And the duplex was like, you know, I can, I can live in one side, rent out the other. I was actually living, it was, it was an upper lower actually. So I'm living in, in the lower unit, three bedroom. I got two roommates. I'm living in one bedroom and then I got a tenant upstairs. So I think at one wow. point I was actually living for free and making like $500 a month after utilities and taxes and mortgage and everything. And uh, it was pretty sweet. I mean, and, that, and that's what ultimately was like, wow, okay, this is awesome. I'm making money living for free. I'm paying off my mortgage each month. This thing's going up in value as I'm living here. It's just everything was just awesome about it. And I was like, all right, that's, you know, a few months in after owning that duplex, it was like, I got to, I have to figure out a way to scale this. I have to make this like my full-time thing for the rest of my life. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So, um, okay. Then tell us what were the financials? So you, you had an FHA loan. So what was the purchase price of the property? Did you have to fix it up at all? Or was it in ready living condition? Yeah. So I think it was, and ended up putting a decent amount of money into it. I think I got it for like 170, 170 grand about, about that. And, um, mm-hmm. probably ended up putting in like another 20, 20, 20 to 25 grand over like a year and a half period or so. Um, so it's kind of just, as I was saving up money, you know, fixing this up and I lived in a lower unit and first one, I was actually doing some of the work. So I was able to get it, get some of it done cheaper, but, um, it was in decent condition. It's not like it was in great condition, but I fixed it up, boosted the rents a ton. I mean, probably five, $600 a month more over that year period. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just learned the rehab process, you know, dealing with some contractors, learned that I don't want to be the one actually doing the work in the future, <laughs> you know, painting and all that, like yeah. I hire someone to do it. So I had to figure out a way to do that. And I mean, there's so many learning lessons. I mean, I learned the transaction of a deal. How does it work, you know, with the bank and the mortgage broker and title and the closing and just leases. I mean, you just, you just learn all that stuff where you it's good to study it, listen to podcasts, read books, but actually going out and actually transacting on a deal and doing the process, you you, you learn firsthand how it works. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could read all the books in the world, but with all this knowledge and no action, nothing's going to come to fruition. Totally. Okay, cool. So then these roommates, right? Tell me, like, how was that experience having roommates versus just having your parents as roommates? And you said that you were increasing the rents quite often. So how did that play out? Were these like temporary? Were you doing short-term rentals or? No, it, so, so it's funny. I actually went, um, 
on Facebook Marketplace and put posted an ad like, <laughs> "Who wants you know rent a room for five hundred bucks a month or something?" It was something like that, and uh, yeah. yeah, I mean it was funny. I mean you just get you get some interesting interesting people that hit you up, and they had some like you know a family of four wanted to move into the bedroom. Like, yeah, <laughs> probably not doing that. Um, so I, I mean I got lucky. I think I ended up having like two. It was like two college kids that went to the college nearby, and so it, it, I got lucky. And um, but. Yeah, I could end up living with some some weirdo, but I got I got lucky with with the roommates, and that that was sweet because I was just making money then and living for free. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, I I think the house hack model is 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 an amazing way to get started. Yeah, for sure. So four hundred two for those of you listening, house hacking just means you buy like a duplex, triplex, or a quad with four units, and then you live in one of the units, and essentially your tenant will pay down your mortgage. Um, you know, and the more people that you have, or the bigger the units, then the the less of a payment you have. And kind of like what Brock did, he lived for free, you know, while he bought this property and he got housing for himself, which is great. Cool. So. Then tell me now, you know, you're talking about how after this first deal, you're like, how can I scale this? And then what was that? What was going through your mind then? And like, did you just live there for one year? Or did you stay longer? Like what's happened since then? Yeah, I think I was there for I ended up being like a year, year and a half. I moved to the upper unit after that. Got sick of having roommates. So I live with myself in the upper unit. Um, but yeah, so I was there for a year, year and a half or so, maybe even a little less than two years. But I um, ultimately, right, I'm going through this. I'm not, I'm not, I don't really have, by the time I'm done with the rehabs and everything, I'm, I'm kind of out of money in my bank account, right? It was, you know, making a little bit of money each month. It wasn't like I had a substantial amount in my bank account. And I, I kind of just started thinking, right? I was like, okay, my initial thought was let's try to buy another duplex. And I just thought, started doing the math in my head, like, all right, so I'm going to have to live here for another year and a half, two years to save up the money to have more money to go to the next duplex. I don't have to go do an FHA loan again. I don't have to do the same thing I just did, find roommates. It just a lot. It seemed like a lot of hassle and just a slow way to scale for me and my goals, what I had, right? Everyone has different goals. But um, so I started looking at different avenues first. And I think this is where everyone gravitates towards first when, when looking at ways to make money quicker in real estate is the flipping the wholesaling those those two avenues so i was like all right let me you know this i think i could do this i met some buddies that were that were flipping houses and wholesaling and and doing well so spent a few months you know learning that going to the meetups and and kind of learning the processes throwing out going around town putting my putting signs out sending out direct mail you know had a few leads here and there made made a few offers here and there on properties but ultimately just didn't didn't really have much luck finding finding anything that made sense to flip so as I'm going through this and learning more and more, and you, you kind of learn the different avenues of real estate, right? There's a million different ways you can go in real estate. Um, and ultimately I came across this concept of syndication, um, listening to Grant Cardone. And mm. it really, it opened up my eyes to like, this is syndication is ultimately, if you look, you know, if you look at it, that's the, that's the ultimate like end goal, syndication and funds. I mean, that's, that's the highest level of real estate investing. That's, that's what all these big players are doing. And yeah. to me, it was just like, why, why take these steps to get there? Let me just go straight there. Let me figure out a way to just go straight to the the big then game. And that's that's what I did. I mean, I spent spent some time learning the processes, studying it, found the right partners, and the rest is kind of history. Just scaled very quickly in, in two years. Um, and I, looking back at it, I mean, I would have scaled much slower if I would have gone the other way. 
Okay, so Brock, you've mentioned, you know, that you're doing all this work, you bought your duplex, and you're doing the numbers in your mind. But were you working at the time? Yes. So still had during that whole process, I'm still have my, my W2 corporate job um, at, at a local company where I was working in several kind of several different roles throughout my time there. But yeah, so still doing that and doing all this stuff on the side, I actually was doing my MBA at the same time as well. So that was a busy year, year and a half, very busy. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I was there for the first, I left my job like eight, eight months ago or so from, from today, um, somewhere around there. Thanks. Yeah. So, I mean, it was really a, I think it was about two and a half years or so where I was doing both. I was, I was working my job and scaling the real estate stuff on the side. And I think ultimately, you know, unless you, you get really lucky and hit a home run on a deal or, or something, it's, um, you, you have to balance both for a while, right? You're not just going to be able to get into real estate and quit your job the next day. It's yeah. um, real estate's a, a slower, slower game. It's not, you're not just going to get rich overnight. I mean, you're, you can build lots of wealth over a long period of time, but it's not a get rich quick business generally. So you have to be willing to, to really build the blocks and set yourself up for the future. But those couple of years of, you know, the first year I was in real estate, aside from, you know, a little bit of income I was making on the, on the cash flow on the duplex. You know, I was just, I wasn't making, I wasn't, there was no paydays really. Right. I mean, I was literally just a year of just, going to networking events, you know, podcasts, books, and a lot of people just can't, can't do that. Right. They, 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 they get bored of it or they just don't see the long-term game. But I knew that if I put the time in to learn it, that it was going to pay off in the long term, And it ultimately did. Oh, awesome. So then, um, that's great. You were able to quit your job and then you started moving more towards the syndication and now you're syndicating full time. So how did you go about meeting your partners and what was that process like? Um, for you until you got your first syndication deal. Yes. So networking, probably the most important thing in real estate is your network. And how I met specifically, how I met my first partner was a platform called Bigger Pockets. And most people might already be familiar with that on here. If you're not, definitely go check it out. I mean, they have a whole bunch of educational content and get get on the forums in there. And it's 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 an awesome platform. And that's ultimately how I met my my first partner is we connected, you know, grabbed grabbed some coffee a few times and uh, built a relationship there and and worked, started working on a deal together and then brought in another one of his buddies as a partner and us three ultimately ended up creating this company. And it was really just a, you know, a, a result of, of getting out there and, and meeting people and not being afraid to, you know, go out and meet people. I was connecting people all the time, going to networking events. I mean, you really just have to, every market you're in is going to have some sort of local real estate networking event. There's not start your own, um, but get out there and just meet people, meet people that are doing deals, meet people that are agents, bankers. I mean, lenders, contractors, everyone. I mean, you just, you want to get out there and meet all of them because the more people you meet, the larger your network becomes, the the more successful you're going to be. Hmm. So then, you know, you said that you met them on bigger pockets. Like, is this someone local to your market or are these guys like based outside of your market? Local. Yeah. I mean, um, nearby towns, right. Within an hour or so of where, where I was living. So pretty local. And then they were looking to do syndication too. Like, are you guys all full-time in the company or? Yes. Yeah. So they, they, um, it was, it was an interesting dynamic. I mean, one of the partners already, was very successful in real estate. Already had a couple hundred units in his in his own personal portfolio, and just never like syndicated a deal though. Had, had done different like joint venture structures, and 
So us coming in, myself and the other first partner were kind of like, hey, let's, let's do this syndication structure. I mean, it's, it's an awesome way to scale. We can go after these massive deals. And uh, so it, it helped a lot. I mean, because you can't really just myself, there's no way I could have gone out and syndicated a deal on my own. Like there's just so much you have to have, you know, to qualify for the loan, to get a multi-million dollar loan. I mean, you have to have the net worth. You have to have the experience, the liquidity. I had none of that, right? I mean, I had a duplex and probably a couple thousand dollars in my bank account. Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to qualify for whatever, you know, two and a half million dollar loan. So it was, it was uh, yeah. So you, I mean, you have to, yeah, exactly. They're not going to, they're not going to prove that. So, I mean, really partnerships are to get specifically, if you're trying to get into that side, like the syndication, larger commercial deal side, I mean, you have to create partnerships unless you just sold a tech company or something at millions of dollars and then maybe you do it on your own. But um maybe get lucky in Bitcoin that, you know, there's people out there like that right now, but it's um, partnerships for me. I mean, that was, that was how I did it. So then would you say, or, you know, what, for someone who's looking to get their first investment deal, like, would you recommend them to do, you know, a house hack or would you recommend for them to go and to try and do a syndication? I think it depends where, where you're at you know, in your, in your life. Um, if you're, if you're just getting started out, right. I mean, you don't have much experience in real estate or much capital starting with the house hack. And if you're younger, especially, I mean, generally, you know, that's, that's uh house hacks the best way to get started. Cause that's going to, that's going to get you the confidence to do your first deal. I have met people that go straight into syndication. Generally it's people that might be, you know, have, have a very, you know, already very successful in their daytime job and have, you know, already a good amount of money sitting aside and they're able to take big positions and deals, stuff like that. Then maybe you can bypass that and go right into these larger deals. But if you're just getting started out, you know, kind of like where I, where I was at that time, I mean, starting with, you know, it doesn't have to be house hack. Maybe you're, you're a little bit past that stage and you just, you know, you put down 20% and buy a fourplex. Um, but starting with a deal like that, I think really is the, the, the best way to get started. Cause it's going to show you, it's going to build your confidence on, on buying a deal and, and showing you the processes of it. Yeah. Awesome. So if there's, um, one piece of advice that you could give to someone who's struggling or, you know, who's in that point of, they don't know if they can make this big step, like what would be that one piece of advice you give them? I would say educate yourself. Um, the, the more the more you educate yourself and the more confident you become and, and understanding how all of it works, the more the likelihood of you actually buying your, your first deal is going to increase a ton. If you don't really understand how to analyze a deal and the fundamentals of a deal and what financing looks like at all, the chance you're going to be scared to, to buy that first deal. So just, I mean, listen to podcasts like this. I mean, go out and find, find the books, all the real estate books. And just consume it all and just educate yourself. Listen to a podcast every day, you know, read, read every day. Just that'll, that'll start building the momentum you need. So then you can start looking at deals and, and no, no, that's not a good deal. Yes, this is a good deal. And building that muscle memory will, will, you know, then when you see a good deal, you know, okay, I studied all this. I know all these numbers are good. I know everything's good here. I'm going to buy it. And that's, that's really, you just have to build that muscle. Yeah. I appreciate the plug. <laughs> <laughs> No problem. Um, so thanks so much. Uh, if the 402 wants to learn more about you, where can they find out uh, where Brock Mogensen hangs out? Yeah. So I have a few different, few different ways. Um, if anyone's on Instagram, I'm doing quite a bit on there. That's just my first and last name at Brock Mogensen. 
Um, there's a, we started, we have some kind of free ebook downloads and templates and stuff for the, the commercial side of real estate. And that's uh, www.capitalclub.io. So you can hop on there and uh, download some free content or yeah, feel free to reach out to me through Instagram. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Brock, for coming on. I really appreciate having you on the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening or watching The First Deal Show. I'm excited for you to buy your first investment property. If this show has helped you in any way, I ask that you share it with someone 